Hello, this is Adam Pateman. I would like to just apologize for my um, <clears throat> oversight uh, from the previous episode. <sighs> it was um, it was a stupid mistake. I um, I shouldn't have done it. It was wrong. It was inappropriate, and uh, frankly, it was disrespectful. So. Um, I want to apologize to Travis and to all the listeners who are expecting the top five songs of my choice by the band Extreme. Um, and uh, I would like to now um, provide you with my top five. And um, I should also point out that uh, um, me, me and Travis are friends. And, you know, when people send me... Uh, lists of, 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 of songs to listen to or playlists that they've made on Spotify and they send them my way, I usually just go, huh, okay, and then I never listen to them. So <clears throat> because we were friends, I just assumed he was sending me some playlist uh, by a band that I would never listen to. And uh, <clears throat> I have now, since the recording of the episode, listened to his playlist and um, and I have my top five favorite songs. Um, however, I should point out that... Um, uh, you know, in my defense, listening to this band is a chore. Very difficult music to get into. Uh, hair metal has its time and its place in little pockets, but this is a hair metal band that not only had I never heard of, surprisingly, uh, considering I, you know, I know Twisted Sister and a couple of other things, but I, 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 I generally do not like hair metal. Uh, so, you know, it was it was it was tough. I, I when he sent me the playlist, I'm like, all right, I'll listen to it. I'll give you my top five tonight. And I could not get through the playlist, so I just started listening to my own playlist of, of the songs that I sent. I, I talked about last week, so you can listen to those. But uh, here are my top five songs uh, by the almost impossible to listen to band Extreme from the state of Massachusetts. <clears throat> okay, here we go. And I just want to point out, again, like, you know when, like, it's Friday and you find out, like, oh, shit, there's a book report due on Monday. So you just go to the library and you just choose whatever, but you do no research on it. You just pick, like, I'll do a report on that one. And then over the weekend you have to read what turns out to be the most boring book in the world and you have to write a report on it. That's how this felt. It was like, listen to these 15 songs... And choose five, like, it was so hard to do. So, you're welcome, viewers, for, for doing what I think was probably the hardest uh, thing I've had to do for a podcast. And by the way, you know, homework is hard. I never liked doing it. And so this is just another example of me not wanting to do my homework. So here we go. <clears throat> Top five songs. Get the Funk Out uh, by <laughs> Extreme uh, is, is my top five because, you know, it's, it's not even about funk, nor is it funky. Kid Ego, because uh, it's kind of got kind of like a Buddhist tw uh, twist to the lyrics. Uh, More Than Words, which is kind of a nice acoustic break to the hair metal nightmare. And uh, It, uh, in brackets, apostrophe S, uh, monster, end brackets, uh, It's a Monster. Uh, I like that song just because of the chunky bass riffs at the beginning. And then uh, Hole in My Heart is my number one because it's the most uh, radio-friendly. I'm, I'm assuming it's the song that everyone knows. The only song people know by them. And it also reminds me 
of my sis- sister who was um, born apparently with a, a hole in her heart. And so I was like, no, but she, she was fine. It was like a minor thing. And this was th- three and a half years before I was born. And so by the time I knew about it, it was long since an issue. So it's not, you know, don't worry. Megan is fine. Goodbye. Thank you. Sorry. Bye. Welcome back to another episode of Yours, Mine, and the Truth, a podcast where I, Travis Valanchian, take you through a journey of the texts of my youth with an old friend, and we look at them and we see if they're worth a damn. We see if they're if 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 I was silly for liking them, or if I see if if boy I was onto something. And and boy, do we have a great show for you tonight. Um, we know the name of this, this podcast is called Yours, Mine, and the Truth, which is a reference to a band called Extreme that I loved, was my favorite band when I was a teenager, so it makes sense, that's the name of the, of the uh, podcast here, um, but I remember, uh, it's funny, we've been doing a lot of spring cleaning lately during, while we don't have anything to do or go anywhere, I also, uh, though we did get to go camping, it was a great trip, uh, uh, but uh, we, I was digging up a bunch of old VHS uh, tapes. We haven't watched any of them yet. But one of them is uh, a compilation of extreme videos called Photo Graffiti that has their first six uh, videos collected on a VHS. So it's instead of porno graffiti, it's photo graffiti. So again, there's those portmanteaus, which is a little, 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 little switch there. Uh, anyways, they have these kind of like in between each. I remember, I can remember it clear as day. They're being interviewed by Lon M. Friend from uh rip magazine and uh in between each one there's little interviews but they always has like just a little quote uh that you'll see uh in a title card kind of show up on the screen the way it does for like something like ken burns baseball or something but it'll be a quote that one of the uh one of the members of extreme says uh in this in this interview and one of them when they're talking about uh mother uh the the video for mother it's the first time they have women so they say enter women Enter women for the first time, and that's and that's the uh, the the quote uh, the, the 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 text the the title card that plays before that one, and that and that title card that that's a a long and roundabout way of me saying, enter women, to yours mind the truth. That finally here it is, episode ten. Uh, we have uh, an old friend, uh, Lisa Spencer Cook, from my college days, uh, right, first like uh, right out of high school into college theater school. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the bands that we really liked in the, uh, well, not that we, I guess I really like, some we like more than others, should say that. Um, but it's what we're, we're going to go back and we're going to look at like five of them. Before I do that, I want to talk about the other shows that I'm up to here on the Plum Network. Uh, first of all, Gideon Guys, that I do with my buddy Johnny Hedgepath, where we look at uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Johnny's an old fan. I'm seeing it for the first time. We just saw a terrible episode last week, but we had a really, really funny talk about it, so I recommend you check that out. Gideon Guys, here on the Plum Network. Also, on YouTube, uh, the aforementioned Johnny and the leader of the Plum Network, uh, Kelly Nelson, at least for one more episode, uh, uh, will be joining us. Uh, we're posted another episode of Mystery Titans Theater on YouTube. I recommend looking that up. Uh, we're going to record one last one with Kelly. It sounds like he's, he's on his way out. We're going to wrap up the, the New York trilogy. It's fitting. Mr. MSG is going to 
going to do one last episode with us there uh, where we look at an old uh, wrestling card. One more. Oh, I think we're going to finish with, we're talking about might be the war to settle the score, which is when uh, Cindy Lauper was involved. And I remember Andy Warhol, I believe, is in the audience and MTV. Uh, that's, it sounds like it's going to be a, a fun one to look at. Uh, so that's Mystery Titan Theater, uh, Volume 2. Look for that on YouTube. Uh, and follow us, uh, follow me on Twitter at WCTSS or follow at Guys Gideon or just look for the, the POM Network or, uh, anywhere you uh, listen to podcasts. So, as I said, tonight's show is, uh, it's a day late, but there's good reason for that. It's been pretty crazy. I just had a graduation, my, my, my students uh, did an online graduation. So there's a lot of prep for that. I had been away. I uh, got to do a little bit of camping, which was so, oh my God, chicken soup for the soul. You guys, such a good time with my family. We got a cute little bowler trailer. That was great, but also, uh, just really tough to, to match up schedules with, uh, our friend, but we did it. And, and we, we, we got a, a great uh, episode here with my friend, Lisa Spencer cook from Red Deer, Alberta. That's where she is now. She's originally from Wales. Um, but we met up, as I said, uh, in September of 1995 when we were in the theater program at Red Deer College. And uh, at the time, a really, really great theater program. And it was a really great experience for uh, all of us. And we'll talk a bit about that. But most of this, we're going to talk about five bands that were popular at that time in the, in the genre of Canadian rock. And we will ask the question, Do with, with this look back, that's the question we're figuring out with a good old-fashioned head-to-head is is this can rock as in canada rock or is it crap rock and uh lisa spencer cook sat down with me here on the episode 10 of yours mine and the truth to answer that question check it out everybody welcome to yours mine and the truth once again my name is travis you know that and i am thrilled to have that here we are episode 10 and finally this asshole has a woman on and it is a woman i haven't seen or spoken to in good god i was trying to figure this out lisa spencer cook amazingly talented uh actress mom uh, a little bit of everything, but I, but I, I wish I could say more, but I don't know because because how long has it been, Lisa? It's twenty something years. More than twenty, more than twenty years for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we uh, brief introduction. Lisa and I went to uh, theater school in Red Deer, Red Deer College. Uh, mm-hmm. I I'm uh, you know I was seventeen when I started there. Holy I, shit! Were you seventeen? <laughs> I wasn't gonna, I was, so you were, you had like at least a decade and a half on me, I think. I was two years older, which in those, in those terms, and in those days, I felt yeah. like I was this super mature woman. A, a lifetime of experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were like a, a married at the time, right? Totally was, yeah, my so, first husband. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, here we go. Here we go. 
Uh, so this was from 1990, the September 95 until, uh, I guess, yeah, like June of 97, mm. Red Deer College. I was 17. Crazy. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can remember my 18th birthday very clearly, and, and but also not at all, <laughs> you know, but I remember that night so vividly. Um, and club in Red Deer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Red Deer. So we should mention, we should explain to people who don't know what Red Deer is. Red Deer is the ex is the exact midway point between the, between the two big cities in Alberta, Canada, which are Calgary and Edmonton. Uh, what's the population there now? Seventy five k. Something like that. Yeah, I okay. think it's close to a hundred. And it, yeah. it, you know, depending on who's in college at the time. Right. Right. Yeah. Very big, transient little city. You know. Big college town. Big college yeah. town. As uh, I can remember, there was one street corner where you could stand on and you could see a liquor store in every direction. We have. We have. This is our claim to fame in Red Deer because I've moved back here. I moved back here like twelve years ago. Yeah. And uh, the claim to fame in Red Deer is that it has more liquor stores per capita than anywhere else. Oh my God. I mean, I don't know if that's more true. You might want to Google it. <laughs> What's that? You might want to Google that. I think I had heard that as well. But a lot of people brag about that. Like yeah. it's a thing to brag about. Yeah. And so, yeah, and we're there like these, again, we were like a, a group of 20 who were joining another group of 20 second years. It was a two year program. So it was really mm -hmm. 60 of uh, the closest actors, that's the uh, actors, plus also like techies we became really close with. We were just around every day each other for like two like years straight. For two years, really. Yeah, two years straight. We made a lot of lifelong friends, formed all sorts of bonds. Also, we've had all sorts of highs and lows then and since and stuff. Yeah. Um, but we've all moved on a lot, really, in lives. And I have, honestly, it's been so long since I talked to you, but mm -hmm. I knew, uh, you know, I can tell just through little chats and through social media that we, we've kind of matured in, in ways that, that I feel like we share some sensibilities. And I think this will be a really fun conversation because here's the thing about those two years. Yeah. Even though we had a great time and, and yeah. like they said, two of the best years of my life, I oh, don't really? feel like my art appreciation or music appreciation really was for, it was for shit. Right. Cause I wasn't there for that. I'm a 17 year old who, you know, who is way into the bands that we're going to talk about here, but Absolutely. I wasn't also we're in Red Deer and, you know, we're all like theater and nobody, so nobody's going to, you know, have some like kind of, it's, it's less likely that we're going to have somebody who's got like an ear to the ground or, or know like what's new and what's happening. Back then we were just, we were such nerds when it came to like film and stuff. Right. Right. Like right. Out over the latest movies and yes. we oh my actors, gosh. right. So yeah. like music was kind of in the background, really. Mm -hmm. day day. At, yeah, and at this time, uh, is this Canadian, well, I mean, let's, well, I'm sure over time, I don't want to get into our credits here too much, oh. but I'm sure as we talk about this, we'll, we'll, we'll mention some of our, our performances over the years. Remind me to tell you about how I Joey Tribbiani'd my career. Yeah. I will tell you that story. Okay, great, great. Well, we'll see if it, we'll see if there's a, if there's a time for it. If we, if we don't forget, I will, uh, I, will uh, I will remind you. I just poured wine number three, which is why I say remind me, because I will forget. Cool. Okay. Um, so yeah, so at this time, at, of course, as I said, I'm not listening to the best music. Um, and that I didn't really wasn't opened my eyes into what good music, as I said, when I started working at, oddly enough, when I started working at the Virgin Megastore and, and I, and I showed up, uh, like I remember on the first day, I was so proud to buy the new 5440 CD. Like everybody loves Canadian yeah. rock and all these like punks and like, you know, people who've been, you know, as I said, at the time, like 50% of them were in bands and the other 50% were DJs. And, and of those, like half of them were great and half of them were awful. But, um, 
uh, like right away, they're like, who the fuck is this dork? Right. And I'm kind of like, oh, okay, I guess there's a whole other world here that I didn't really know about, but mm. it, especially in Red Deer, of course, uh, you know, Canadian rock was huge and it was huge among, among us. Um, so we're going to, what we're going to do here today is we are mm. going to figure out a little something. We're going to do a new version of, uh, and I've got, I've got a recording here that we're going to play in of, uh, a former guest, uh, Adam Pateman, it's a, it's a little bit of head-to-head. Head-to-head. And and we're going to figure out who was good of these. We're going to look at five bands from the air. We're going to look at three songs from each. Um, but I think aside from, aside from that head-to-head, I want us to try to, we're going to go back and forth. I want to see if we can figure out uh, between me and you a future um, soundbite that we're going to use that'll be go between me and you going like smash or trash okay so we'll try that again and again uh, and we'll see how that goes um, it'll be like it'll be just like a, like just like a, you know a, vo- a vocal training class you know what I mean uh, so uh, so yeah I got uh, one song uh, for each of these bands would have been a song that would have would have come out before we uh, had started our time there, one that would have come out while we were there, and then one that generally would have come out after. And for most of the time, it's some, like usually uh, way later to see like where they were. For most of these, I'll explain uh, okay. uh, why there's one other one uh, a little different. Uh, so yeah, I said we'll go head to head. Best overall band, maybe at the end we'll say, and, and I think we'll say best overall song. But but throughout each of these things, I think we'll go smash or trash. Smash so, or trash. Um, so you've seen these, this list, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to, you know, we'll go one by one here. I will start right from the top here, uh, based on this, uh, I've made this playlist available on, on Twitter mm. and, uh, for people. So we'll start with a band called Our Lady Peace. Yes. Uh, Canadian. So I, I, I'll tell you, I did very little research into uh-huh. any of these bands because I, I, I'll tell you of these five bands, there are some that I, I will tell you that, uh, I did, I, you know, I do, I, you know, maybe kind of still have some affection for but I really don't care much about all of them anymore. Um, are you, generally speaking, before we get into this? No. Okay. I have little affection for most of these bands. <laughs> um, this, is a, this is a tough era for me. This, yeah. This, I had moved from Britain. Okay, yes. And I just emigrated here. And you, I was in the middle of Red Deer and I didn't know what the fuck was happening because every time I put the radio on, it was like country music. Or mm-hmm. this, you know... Canadian rock music that I wasn't particularly familiar with. And mm-hmm. I just left the land of Oasis and Blur and the Verve and, mm-hmm. you know, Radiohead were just getting started. So I was like somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and so was Red Deer. Someone else from, somewhere else from Red Deer. And, and just, yeah, the Canadian rock scene. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've gotten to learn. <laughs> I have, I, I have, you know, and yeah. I've been quite yes. fond. I mean, this is a big reason why I wanted you, wanted to do this with you too, because you're coming into this, like as yeah. a, as a you know. An outsider looking in. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that, but yeah, so, all right. So we'll go through, let's we'll start with Our Lady Peace. I'm looking at their, their Wikipedia. They're, a, they're one of the five that we've looked at who hasn't, either uh, called it quits or you know disbanded and got back together or done different things they they've uh, i guess there's been some lineup changes but they've been together from 1992 to the present so they've been together for almost 30 30 years that's insane to me um uh so i mean we know the lead singer 
Rain Maida. I don't I, like what kind of what's become of him. I think we'll talk a bit more about that as it's going on. But, he the guy? Doesn't he like sing with his wife now? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get into how they've kind of. There's something that happens with Canadian celebrities after a while. Mm. Um, and I'll explain. I think in a way he's kind of earned it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> um, but but uh, there's another guy. The, the former drummer, a guy who's left recently. He's a guy named Jeremy Taggart. Have you ever heard? Uh, his he does a podcast nope. with Jonathan Torrance and it's, it's I think it's called Canadiana uh, he's a really funny guy really talented guy um, uh, so at least like if nothing else that came out of this band but we will we will open with uh, the one uh, track I picked which I believe was a leadoff single from their 1994 debut album Navid this is Starseed <laughs> It has a nice acoustic guitar to start. I think one thing we'll notice in looking at these, if there's one constant through these bands, it's it's uh, there's a the tragically hip is is um, the kind of giving them their their roots, and then they're they're kind of taking. I think generally, especially in these early ones, they're taking the sounds of the day with that kind of uh, tragically hip thing and trying to make it sound uh, new. Sound. It is quite distinct. Yeah. Um, but I think this, uh, this, this eventually evolves into that and a cross a big cross between uh, this really clicked with me. This is uh, uh, a lot like the cult, uh, uh seashells uh, or she sells sanctuary. Um, it's, I, I really like this song. Actually, I was surprised at how much I like this listening to this again. And Maida's vocals here are good and they're better than they will be better than what kind of becomes of them. Cause he's not, he's nasally and whiny as, as things would as it yeah. would get with some of this other stuff that we looked at. And I love, yeah. I love the chorus of this song that kind of, when I find out what went wrong, we'll bring it back, but it won't be easy. It's a total nineties kind of festival song, but like a Canadian festival, mm. um, a rock festival. And the lyrics are not bad either. I thought, I thought, I think it, it is really just about kind of has these themes of kind of optimism in a shitty world that is aged well, and it doesn't come off as fluffy as some of their other stuff definitely does. Uh, so this is, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go smash on this. I, that was a pleasant surprise as to how much this stands up. Uh, Lisa, any thoughts on Starseed by Our Lady Peace? Honestly, this, this, 
I, I've seen Our Lady Peace twice. Uh -huh. I think I've probably but, seen them about that many times as well. Yeah, but I only actually went to see them because I was actually going to see the opening act. Yeah, who so were? So times I went to see them. Who was, who was the opening act? Uh, the first time I went to see them, it was the Stereophonics. Oh, yeah. And the second time I went to see them was in London, and it was a band called Soulwax out of Belgium. Okay. And so both times, it, both concerts, by the time Our Lady Peace came on, I was already backstage. We won't get into that then. Nice. Nice. Um, so I didn't really appreciate them at the time, you know? But when I had to learn, I had to listen to these songs because you'd sent them to me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I kind of vaguely recall this. Yeah. In my life. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, this like this just feels more like it uh, feels like a like a band that's trying to make a name for themselves and isn't um <clears throat> it doesn't doesn't isn't gonna go as crazy as they would. Not, and I, by crazy, I mean just like yeah, like uh, I'll tell you, of the three uh, of theirs, this is the one of theirs that I liked. That See, we listened to. I would have chosen Superman's Dad. Which okay. Is All right. Obvious choice. All right. right. Let's hear. Let's hear a little bit of that really quick for everybody then. So tell me, what, what do you like about Superman's Dead over, uh, over Starseed? It's catchy. It's sing-alongable. Yeah. It has sing-along ability. It's just likable. You uh -huh. can see yourself jumping up and down in the front row. You <laughs> okay. Know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the physical uh -huh. vibe yes. it gives. So yeah. I said that was a smash for me. It yeah, interesting. See, I remember at the time just like loving it. Uh, and like this would, I remember being smashed in a, in a cab driving home with, with my, my girlfriend at the time and her roommates just screaming it to this poor, uh, exactly. this poor, this poor tech cab driver. But now that I'm older <laughs> mm -hmm. and I like right away, his, 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 his vocals are way more, he's up to that kind of nasally and it's not, it's not, it sounds like it's of the time. I think this is super dated, this song. I Do think, you know what I think he sounds like? Who? I think he sounds like the male equivalent of Britney Spears with that, like, uh, really, like, hey. <laughs> yeah, like, sounds like they're going to take a poop at any minute. Like, it's, like, really that, that nasal uh, thing. It's, just, uh, it's always hey. good at my nerves. Britney's got some great songs. Some well, like, great songs. I'm not songs. Britney. Yeah. Britney. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see it. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, so, but anyways... Like I just I think the the chorus of it's like it feels just like obnoxious and uh, like uh, I don't like the chorus. Uh, I think the the lyrics are like that kind of weak ass kind of teen angst. Mm. I I like that kind. I'll tell you what I my favorite part in, in this is the ow ow ow. Yeah. I think that I think that fits in a different song. I think in a different song that would that would be something great. 
Um, but that last fade out into the subway line being re- repeated at the end, like, what is this? Like, it's just like, it, it, to me, it found it, it found a new way to be loud and dumb at the end. Doesn't anybody ever know? <laughs> like, I was just like, I don't know. To me, this <laughs> feels like uh, trash. This feels like. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to just completely agree with you. Okay. Um, no. Otherwise it feels like I haven't matured at all in 20 <laughs> Hey, you, you didn't have, but I don't, I I haven't had the experience of hearing this backstage. You know what I mean? Hearing this from backstage, like whatever kind of sound, um, you know, enhancing devices Mm. might be around. Um, So, uh, but that leads us to like, uh, the last track I I picked uh, was from one of their more recent albums, which is not by I guess by because they're still touring, but this was like this was their most played hit on Spotify. That's why I picked it. I think it came out really? in 2008. This is uh, somewhere out there. Last time I talked to you, you were lonely and out of place You were looking down on me, lost out in space Laid underneath the stars, strung out and feeling brave Watch the red orange glow, watch you float away So right away, right after this starts, you can see what the, what they are aiming for now. And this is what I think Rain Maida and Chantel Kreviatsuk have kind of become, because of songs like this, because I'll tell you right, like, I, like this is trash. This is trash to me, oh, but, trash. It's, but it's very lucrative trash. You know what I mean? People like they kind of- People what, love it. Yeah, People yeah. And I think it, they figured out how to kind of, kind of, kind of like, or at least I think they're, they're showing somebody because I think that might be what they are now is like these kind of, um, you know, David Foster wannabes like Canadian, like, you know, you need them, these guys to bring them in and put a stamp of credibility on your whatever, you know, songwriting or if you're some sort of young Canadian artist who's looking for something like that. I feel like that's, I think they have that reputation now, but not, but I, when I say that, I don't, I don't mean it like they're, you know, they're, they're finding good art. I think they are like this kind of, like a Diane Warren. Do you know what I mean? I, I do. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's what this is going for. Uh, really soft, like kind of light 96. He's trying to sound like Bono right away at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Let's not talk to you. <laughs> so silly. Um, he hasn't found his voice yet. Yeah. He doesn't know what his natural voice is. So I wonder, right? Does, you know? Or I wonder if he's like, he doesn't even care because he's thinking like, wait a second, I've, I've got, I, I can get access to strings and I know how to put them in in a way that's going to, you know, really... Um, you know, uh, tweak the tweak the nips of those, uh, those <laughs> middle aged ladies because that's what that's what I think at this point. Totally, it's the middle aged women. She yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it a big chorus. It's good. It's it, but for the audience that wants this, it's as middle as, as the road as it can get. It blends with a lot of the hits from the day. 
I said, I get it. There's a formula here that he's showing that he can, he can play with. And it's a one that can make a lot of money, but I, the lyrics are just super vapid and sound and fury signifying nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so trash. So, and that's, and that's, that's, so where are they now? Right? Like, I, as, as I said, that was their, their biggest, their, like their biggest selling album was the one that had Superman's Superman's dead on it. But I, I figured they had, had developed some sort of, you know, following beyond that, especially with this song, because it really feels like, or that song feels like they're aiming for bigger heights, right? Like this is somebody who wants to have some sort of crossover. And I feel, I thought that they had, um, or more than that. 2008? Yeah, or whenever this was, yeah. I think that's when it was, or no, it's 2002. That's insane to me. That's insane to me. Well, I've heard Hide No Hair of them really since I know, I know, but I guess they're still together. I guess they've got a new album dropping in 2020, so I'll be there for that. Same shit. There's like talents all over the place just flapping this shit up. Yes. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know anymore. Like, I think they, I think these guys, I think these guys are probably of the five have the biggest following, but Mm. what is a big following in Canada these days as for a band like this? Like, I think he's doing fine. I think Rain Maid is doing great. I think he's going to be. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, like he's kind of, he's like, they show, he shows, like, he's just like, he's that Canadian celebrity I was trying to hint at where like, he'll, he'll show up on, on uh, like E now and I have a sit down interview and they'll just suck his dick and talk about what an artist he is. And he'll just like <laughs> respond in such a way. Right. That is just, uh, I, I despise it. I just yeah. hate it. I, I watched that documentary, right. Of him and his wife and he yeah. had the whole time like this. Just, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, they're really affected. Like it, it just doesn't yeah. do it for me. I, and she's—they're both uh, two of the, both of them incredibly gorgeous people. <laughs> two very very gorgeous be people. Looking. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Hey, well yeah. done to the both of you. Um, how old do you think he is, by the way? If you had to guess. I want to say like my age, because I. But he's—I don't know. I'm 45. He is 50. Is he five years older than me? Yeah, this is going to be good. We're going to see if we can guess who who the oldest of the uh, the front men of each of these bands are. Okay. Uh, so I remember that 50 for uh, younger, well, handsome, handsome. Uh, and, and you handsome can afford to be handsome, you know? I mean, they can afford the stuff. Yeah, yeah. It keeps them good looking. It's true, it's true. He does have that kind of like spray tan glow everywhere he yeah. goes now, it seems. Yeah, he's got a facial. Yeah. Awesome. You know, so he that, yeah. a little bit of Botox here and there. Like, yeah. he can afford this stuff. So we'll, put a, so we'll put a bow on OLP. I think I saw them like, yeah, two or three times as well. I'm sure I went to an edge fest or something where I saw a lot of these bands. Edge fest. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so Canadian. Damn. So 90s Canadian. But let's move on. So here we go. Uh, our second band, Moist. A lovely, lovely name for a band. A band from Vancouver. Best name for a band mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Let's but, give them that. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Like uh, from, a lot of people are not going to even be able to say this word, but yeah. we're going to call us that anyway. <laughs> like it's, it's, that's ballsy. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen like uh, Gene Simmons introduce them just because of how <laughs> gross this is like a word that he, uh, ladies, ladies, I hope that you are like this band. Please welcome uh, Moist. <laughs> No shit. Anyways, so let's so uh, so again, uh, uh, handsome front man, especially at the time, David Usher, um, uh, uh, had a kind of uh, oh, how old? How old do you think? Oh, younger or older than Rain Maida? Uh, 
I'm going to say a little bit older. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. 54. Okay. Um, but this is, uh, yeah, so this is the band that did not have the, the heights that, uh, that Our Lady Peace did. Uh, was from around from 1992 to 2001 and then disbanded and got back together in 2013. So we're going to hear a song, one of their recent ones, but we'll uh, open with uh, their first big hit. This is Push. Very 90s grunge guitar to start, but a unique vibe, I think. Uh, I, li I, I like Usher's kind of breathy voice to start. It, it matches the tone. Uh, a nice build to the chorus, which is really good. I really like this chorus. Uh, it means it, you know? Yeah. Um, but here's what I think. I don't think he's, he still seems like he, he seems like me. He seems kind of like 17 and he hasn't lived a <laughs> life yet. And so, so. Even though, even I'm though, still loving the fact that you were seventeen, I'm still <laughs> that. But it explains yeah. so much, right? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah I know, right? Uh, um, but so there's times here when when I wanted a bit more kind of like I want him to bleed a bit more because the lyrics call for it. You know what I mean? I wanted a little more soul. <laughs> um, but it's still great. Um, uh, great guitar solo. I thought this very tragically hip. Uh, I love the bridge. Oh, uh, one more and uh, that one more nice build to the bridge. Uh, that uh, it's all right. Like when he's like, I remember in the video, he's like right up against the guitarist's uh, face. Um, remember the videos? Yeah, I can remember this one a lot. This was a, this was a big breakthrough for them. Um, at a time when there was like a, these these bro, this is what like there was a, an appetite in Canada for these beds, um, and so I can see how this would have garnered a, an attention at, at the time. I almost want to say this is a Canadian rock classic. Mm -hmm. um, there's a great bravado on the way out. Um, I would like to see. Here's what I'd like to sing see now. Like I don't know, I don't know how they would be live now, especially when I hear their their, their newer stuff. But I'd like to hear a 54 year old. David Usher sing this song. You know what I mean? Now that he's now that he's got some uh, crow's feet, you know, and walked. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, like all these things, are you, they're all just a quick uh, Wikipedia click away. I think they are still. Do now because he was so handsome. Yeah, yeah. No, he still looks good. He's in uh, uh, in Montreal. He lives with his family. We we yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say smash. Uh, anything you want to say oh, about Push? Yeah. Yeah. Can you remember this I one? You need in a rock star, really, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it easy. He's lanky, but he's kind of got a, a racial ambiguity for, uh, to him as well. Yeah. Handsome guy. Nice little feminine feminine touches as well. But then to hit, like, if he can hit those uh, things, then you then you got it. This is a, you yeah. need that handsome front man. We're two for two so far. 
<laughs> I don't think it'll stick. I don't think yeah. that'll stick. But uh, uh, so yeah, well, we'll say smash. So that goes to uh, the two years later, uh, an album Creature. And uh, this is a song called Leave It Alone. heavy it was like it kind of got me man it felt like a warm blanket but kind of an uncomfortable warm blanket do you know what i mean i do um usher's voice is much more suited to this i thought a little whiny maybe but i really like it i really like it uh again the chorus is still like i said a warm blanket but i said this is good really heartfelt lyrics too about it's about that too it's a song about not wanting to go back to a shitty place in time which is ironic because this really does take me back to a, a place in time that is really awesome to me you know what I mean Uh, so I think but uncomfortable I know oh gosh yeah Yeah, this is a special song this surprised me at how much this has stood up another really strong guitar solo into a return to that chorus um yeah uh you know I I feel like again going back to that I feel like maybe I should have outgrown this song but I don't care I don't care yeah yeah I know I know of course of course not so yeah yeah. Gonna... yeah but so I again we're in agreement I don't know. I have to really think about that. yeah, yeah. smashy smash. smashy smash the bitch yeah sentimental <laughs> 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 reason yeah um so so we go forward um oh no i wanted to talk about that 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 uh, that album creature before we because i remember because i wanted to talk about one of those great memories i knew we were going to get to this it was on our our last because at at the end of each year we would go out and do that camp out and softball game oh my god yeah we did and and there was that second night where there was one one girl who was in the it was uh, i i I, I don't want to use names Okay, uh, don't use names. Yeah, but, but she was still that night. She was in the yeah. We were all smacked. We just yeah. got ridiculously wrecked. Like it was yeah. insane. Uh, it was the best. Um, it was just a send off, right? It was yeah. it was awesome. Um, and uh, but okay, so there was a girl who was in the theater program who mm. had been in the music program. Oh whose yeah, I know boyfriend exactly. whose boyfriend was in a band that was playing there, and we saw them all setting up. And like they, he was like totally like it was because we were all just like as you said, these twenty people who had been together yeah. for the last two years, clickish as fuck. And we're like, what's this asshole doing here? And I remember one of our friends <laughs> said, "What time is Rockapella going on stage?" <laughs> 
And as you guys can recall, if any people can remember, Rockapella was the band from the kids' game show on PBS, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? And at the end of every episode, after a kid had won, you'd say, we, like, or after it was over, you got one last thing to do. You know what it is. And the kid would look at the camera and go, do it, Rockapella. And they'd sign off. So I remember before this band went on, our, our friend who had called them Rockapella, and we're all just shit faced. Went up and we had talked and we had agreed that he was going to do this. Went up on the microphone just before these guys started playing and said, You guys know there's only one thing left we need to do. Do it, Rockapella. And they just walked off the stage. I want to know who that was now. And then, and then it opened with. And then they opened with uh, Resurrection by Moist, which is from Creature, which oh. was actually pretty good. And they were fine, like in there, and like they were great. And they, and like I remember us having a good time with them. It was just, you know, I remember it being like Straight kind of. Straight honest with you, Trap, I don't remember the band. Yeah. Okay. I mean, That's fine. It's like gone from my yeah. memory. Well, I'm glad I could do that. I was that up. doing at that time, but. Yeah. I'm glad I could do a lot of drinking. Yeah, of course, especially those ones, man. Those were that was like the piss fest. I mean, the two years were a fucking piss fests, right? Um, but but that last uh, those last two send offs were the best. Oh, good god, that's funny. I really I need to talk to you later because I need to. Know oh yeah, that yeah, I will. Yeah. I will. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> okay, so that so then we skip way forward to what is their la their most recent album, which is called Glory Under Dangerous Skies. Um, it's funny, like, so their other albums did go platinum. They have three other mm -hmm. ones before this. Their first one was four times platinum. In Canada, that's 100K, which is nothing. And this one didn't go platinum because who's buying records in 2014? Nobody is, especially a band. Um, Trevor, I'm going to have to interrupt you there. I, um, I had, until COVID, a record store. So oh. I only sold vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> look that was look, my job it was called lv's vinyl cafe and i sold records yes. and beer and yes. concerts okay and yes so and i love you for and i and i love buying records. Buy vinyl yeah. and yes but not enough to you know that not enough to make anybody uh, i love how much the vinyl revival but there's not enough nobody or, nobody's buying albums um yeah. you know you know what I mean? To, to like crack yeah. the top 10. That's not like, it, it's the way you get a number one now is through streaming and all this other bullshit. It's, it's, yeah. it's, but it doesn't it work. It's huge. Like, you know, people mm -hmm. come in and order all the new releases and yeah. it's all new, but I also sell second hand and people mm -hmm. really kind I of love want it. I love it. thing now. Oh man. Know, you know? Oh man. That's so yeah. awesome. That's yeah. so, what's it, What's the name of the store? Can we? Is it? Is it going to be back up and running or what? No, it's closed permanently now. I just couldn't. I couldn't survive yeah. COVID. But uh, it. it was called LV's Vinyl Cafe. Mm, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it was a pretty awesome place. But. That's pretty great. Um, yeah, but anyway, nobody buys records, so uh, that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh. Well, we buy records. We buy records all the time. All the time. My basement's full of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but let's get into this last track. This is Mechanical.
this was a single from their last album. I don't know, like if you even played this. There's 15 yeah. years in between albums. It feels pretty generic out of the gate and pedestrian. I can see how something like this would make a blip in 2014. It's not bad. It's just super basic. An opening track from any subpar Canadian band from 2000 to 2015, I just say. Uh, there is a guitar solo that returns. So this is something I noticed with these guys. They have nice guitar solos and uh, and a bit of yeah, and a bit of a moog on the way out, which I always I always like to hear moogs. I like when people try to throw in a moog. Uh, but but this is yeah trash for sure. Just because it's like. Uh, Man, it, it's like weird. Sometimes these artists, though, like they've made their money, they've had their fame, and mm-hmm. now it's just like, yeah, let's just throw some shit together for fun. Like, for shit to I give. see, that's the thing, though, as a Canadian celebrity, even if you've gone platinum, if you go four times platinum in 1994, yeah. you've sold 400,000 records in Canada. That's not, I don't think these guys were ever independently wealthy um, at any point. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think they ever, like, I think they all just kind of had, had different things. I remember, no, that's a thing. Like, I remember, that's what I'll say before, as we sign off here, before, before mm. we kind of put a bow on moist here, is when I first moved to, to Vancouver, I was listening to David Usher's solo album, and I remember really, really liking it, but it was such a sad boy thing track, right? I'm this new sad boy, going to this city where it's cloudy all every day, but I've got, but I've got, uh, you know, I hope so do, I'm going to make it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and I remember there's a song like, um, what was it? Came here of my own volition, could be my indecision, could be we may still get by. I can remember that line. I remember that really stick with me. So I, I'm curious to go back or to see just kind of what he's continued to do, because there was something very interesting about him. And there was something interesting about, I think the guitarist had some interest in but he's the guy who stood out, not just because he was a, you know, handsome, racially ambiguous front man, but uh, I think I like there was so- yeah, yeah, great hair, uh, but He's a unique sexy voice. Super sexy. Yeah, a unique voice, not only vocal, uh, but also uh, kind of like with some of the things he had to say. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add before we? How many times do you think you saw Moist? I saw Moist in Red Deer for sure. I did not. I did yeah. not see Moist. I saw it at what's your? Where did the? Where did the Rebels play out of? Oh, the Centrium. Yep, I saw it at the Centrium. Okay, fair enough. Yep. All right. Oh, okay. So. Uh, that leads us to uh, another band who I remember, I think of these five, probably at the time, probably my favorite. Okay. I think Our Lady Peace might have been really, I, I remember I really liked that album that had Superman's Dead on it at the time. So they might have been up there too. Hmm. But this is uh, The Watchmen. Uh, the Watchmen are a band who I think of these uh, probably had the least amount of like big success. Yeah, I got Never really, never. Yeah, but they've been around since 1988. They were around 88 to 2003, and they were separated for a while. Now it says 2008 to present. However, they don't have that big of a discography. Um, Did you ever see them live? No. I probably saw them uh, two times. So again, probably once was at an edge fest, but I did see them uh, after another Canadian band called Big Wreck, who I think uh, has a... yeah. has a, a lot of really good songs I'm finding. Yeah. Like there's a song called That Song by Big Wreck that is so fucking heavy, man. I might play that. I might play that to open this, even though they're not on yeah. this. Uh, maybe I'll play that in a hip song because I need to, I always have to have two books. You need a hip song. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I yeah. allowed in this. But, yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and, <laughs> and, and so let's, and, and I think that of, of the bands that, that kind of wear the hip influence the loudest, I think the Watchmen, or I think the Watchmen wear that, that influence the loudest. I might have to give the Watchmen like a, my full attention. All right. But I haven't really, you know, they just mm-hmm. 
didn't move my soul. Really? Anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I better give him a get as a mature woman now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's listen to this first track. This is from their, their opening or their first album, uh, McLaren Furnace Room, came out in 1992. This is called Run and Hide. <laughs> So I think this is great, uh, a great early hip sound, like total like little bones, um, um, but but harder, uh, a little more balls to it. It's a point of view song of a domestic abuser, a great rocker. It still has me bumping. I like the vocalist a lot. He sounded different. He felt fresh to me. Um, I like the n nice hard bass line throughout. Uh, this is a real time capsule of a song here for here. Uh, for me, it was like it really, it, it just feels like those sounds um like um they this kind of i don't know there's something about this like, oh i should i should mention these three songs uh were, were given to me by a guy who's like a big watchman fan a, a former yeah. guest of the show wade kinley so I, I i told him the kind of the general idea so their their third track is still from 96 it's not as as recent but it's still a, a later one technically but this uh for the i think these guys kind of and this song kind of wears that that Canadian rock all the good things about Canadian rock for the most part uh uh on this song there's one last uh, little bit where he can't help but uh like he has to do that that distorted vocal that just like you just don't hear anymore but otherwise I think this this has a lot of the, the great energy that um uh that stands up I see smash. Lyrically, for me, this is really hard to listen to. Yeah. Because it's, you know, I mean, it's... I know. It's, I know. It's hard hitting. It is. It is. But that's, um, but that's the point of it, right? Um, like, he's, yeah. And, like, it's not meant to be a pretty song. Well, exactly. But then you, you have the, like, are the listeners with the guy? Like... Yeah. No, I don't think so. Not they, at or, all. Or are they understanding yeah. that he's writing about this? Mm -hmm. party no because because i think no because i think because it's so uh that's uh, no i think for sure it's not uh, because i think it's so full of like the cliches and it's like uh um i'm a desperate man girl you know what i mean like all these little things like you can see that he's the weak one in this whole in this song the whole way through mm -hmm. right he's constantly pointing to the, i wish i could have the lyrics in front of me right now um you know what i mean yeah i don't know it's like He's, he's no. blamed the whole way through this song. Mm -hmm. He's blaming her for his actions. I know. Right? And I know. It, it just doesn't sit well. And it's just. I know. Ah. But that's what I think. Because it's because I think he's, 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 he's in the point of view of uh, like, this is real, man. This feels real. Mm -hmm. um, there's something about it. Like it's, it's, 
it's much heavier f- fucking subject matter than anything else uh, we're, we're listening to here, right? Totally, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Won't you ever understand you're my woman and I'm your man? Like, come on. Like, no, that's not, nobody's, this, he's not, there's no way this is meant to be, yeah, you are the man, man. That's what you got to do. Yeah. No, no. He's like basically saying, shut the fuck up, bitch. This is why I keep on hitting you. Yes, you know? like right. The whole, like, it's your fault that I'm hitting you, like, all the way no. through this. No, it's dreadful. <laughs> It's awful, but it's ugly. And I think it's meant to like, they're, they're dealing with the ugly subject matter. So that's why for me, smashy. Um, but I can get that. I can get that. Um, like for me, I'm going to have to trash it because I wonder how many like men listen to this and then were like justifying the behavior. Yeah. Tough call. I got you. I got you. I hear you. This is why, this is why, this, why this, this is why this, you know, douchey white hetero male finally, put a woman on his goddamn show right. God, so I can get some fucking perspective. <laughs> All right. But that leads us to uh, another song of theirs from uh, their follow-up uh, album called in the trees uh, came out in 1994. This is all uncovered. This is this is my favorite song of all of the songs uh, we listened to. That initial bass line, again, even more so than the Moist song, takes me back to RDC. But more than that, it takes me back to the 90s. And even though I wasn't, as, as I said, wasn't getting that exposure to, to better music, because yeah. that's all it is. You just have to learn to look. You know what I mean? And, and, no, and that's such a, 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 it feels like such a simple step. <laughs> But it's not something that most, like, uh, again, and I was shocked, like, after I'd worked there for two years, uh, I was like, fuck, I'm such an idiot. Why did I think music was, and then I went, and then I went go to bat, and then I went and worked in food and beverage for an, a decade, and I was shocked that everyone else didn't know anything about music. I'm like, what happened to you? You know what I mean? But you know, I mean, we live in a different age. It seems so easy now. If you said to any millennial, you know, that we yeah. didn't have access to music, they yeah. wouldn't really understand that, you know? Mm-hmm. Because we didn't have smartphones or just like mm-hmm. Apple Music. We didn't have the world at our fingertips. We didn't walk to school uphill both ways. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we didn't have this shit, you know? Yeah. So we had to like save money and then yeah. like go to a store and take a gamble. Because you like one song that, that you did the on best. the radio and then you had to gamble all your money on the whole fucking album. Yeah. yeah. 
and it uh, didn't always pay off. Yeah, that's the one thing I've noticed. The one really encouraging thing I've noticed about uh, young people now and kids now and with the music that they listen to is they listen to everything, right? Because there is so yeah. much out there, but nobody gives you shit for the music you listen to anymore. Nobody's yeah. like, oh, you listen to that? Whatever, right? Whatever. Like, oh, that's one I, thing you're in because it's not I, like, you You know, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm big on this because obviously I, I owned a vinyl cafe and I was mm-hmm. playing records all day long. And my one rule in there, and I didn't have many fucking rules in there, but my one rule in that space was you do not come in here with judgment over someone's musical taste. Yeah. Well, just like no music snobbery, I think is just the worst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want to dance in the corner to Britney Spears because that makes you happy, go right ahead. Yes. As I said, don't Britney judge has someone for it. Like, what is okay, give me your give me your favorite Britney Spears song. Oh baby, baby, how was it so there is yeah the, the first hit was a, you know, was a great one i really really like um dance until the world ends there's a there's a remix of that that we played at our wedding that was like tore the place down oh the place down <laughs> anyways well but we're here to talk about all uncovered Sorry, I'm talking to britney now but uh, you know what i mean music snobbery yeah. is the worst i just think those people are assholes yeah and fuck them yeah, and 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 it's just, but it's. I think it's a generational thing, and I think what a lot of a lot of us are dying out. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's just the way it's going to go with yeah. everything. Yeah. It's kind of. It's yeah. just another. It's kind of what's happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's just yeah. imagine. Let's imagine those those all of these people who were like snobs about what kind of music you listening to. Let's yeah. say it, if they were a metaphor right now, they're a um, they're a a police station in Minneapolis. Okay, <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> I think that just about sums it up. Okay. Um, anyways, all uncovered. I love uh, all uncovered. I love just the 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 tone of this song. Never and as I said, that. this this makes me feel like okay, I was listening to good music back then. I just didn't know how like how much uh, you know this is something you know a, a diamond in the rough kind of thing based on what I was hearing at the time. I love his vocals here. This is a uniquely Canadian song. I think. So um, buckle me in on the highway of. I sin. know, oh boy, that really gets me. That Every is so. Time. That is so road trip. Uh, hair on the back of my well, neck. We've Stand up. We've all been in yeah. that mental state. Yeah. Oh, fuck it, just buckle me in on the highway. Yeah, it's like sin. I know it sounds weird. We collect them in jars. When he first says that, I'm just like, yeah, and I'm just like in love again. Um, the strings enter, and it's wonderful. It's not tacked on like uh, fucking Maida a couple songs ago. Um, uh not that it's you know what i mean it's not it's not like false and it um awesome like a real kind of ethereal build to that awesome third chorus. it's like ah ah that just the way i really like that and a harmonica arrives again so it's just so so Who canadian doesn't love a harmonica so canadian this is a special song this is a special special song the guitar solo is great to one more verse sung in a higher key again hair on the back of my neck driving in style with a smile on. um Maybe my, this is my, I'm going to say, yeah, my favorite song of the bunch that we listened to. This is one of my favorite songs of the 1990s still. Uh, smash. Hulk smash. I'm with you. It's a smash. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on this one. Um, do you have any, like, uh, attachment or any, like, specific memories attached to this song? I feel like I have too many. Really? Um, I feel like this was, like, the background music to my oh, life yeah. at that yeah. time. That yeah. I wasn't particularly paying attention to. Because mm-hmm. I was still fresh off the boat here really right and still trying to get to grips with what i'd left behind yeah 
<laughs> so yeah. I was just kind of like navigating Canadiana mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. like no background knowledge, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like I just like dropped into Canada. And I was like, I want to listen to country music now. Into, and and it's Canadian rock stuff. Okay. Yeah. Like, but I didn't really, you know, <laughs> I was like, I was like, it was like grieving. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, embracing my new land. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, I mean, fascinating. It's, it's wild. And yeah, I can totally see that. This just kind of being in the background. Oh, Because at yeah. home, I was still listening to Oasis. Of course. And the Verve. Mm-hmm. And the Phonics, you know. Mm-hmm. These are all my wife's favorite uh, bands. Yeah, but you know, if we, if we came over to, to your apartment for a night, this would be on in the background. So it was yeah. like the background of social activity yeah not what i went home to listen to right right cool cool yeah yeah because it was background it was background and it was it's so road trip it's such a road trip song i recommend people put uh, all uncovered on a road trip uh mix so that leads us to the last track the bunch of they said this isn't as late as as they went because because wade uh my buddy wade ginley picked these out for us uh this is uh incarnate from their uh brand new day album 1996 Another very 90s Canadian rock sounding to start. Um, it's got a bit of an echoey rap through this. I don't know if I love it. Uh, it was like, uh, I, I, especially when it gets, to, I think they kind of, I feel like they almost kind of jumped the shark in this song when it gets, cause like whatever that ethereal, what was working so well before um, is like, when it gets to that, it's like, we're like buffaloes, mines they roam. And I'm, like, I'm kind of like, uh, you may have kind of overplayed your hand, buddy. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden he's too, like that kind of poet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's a lot of weed that day. It's yeah. I just like, it doesn't feel as. Maybe, you know, some shrooms. Get an ass in Maybe. Fancied himself as Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. He, he does Bob, sound like Bob Dylan. Like, I, I do yeah. think he's. I think he's trying to sound like Bob Dylan a bit in this. Like even you can hear with Beth Blues, man, they run. Yeah, it's not. It's not doing it for me. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. I, I, I thought. I remember this was a pretty big hit too. Um, I didn't. I just that lyric and that that kind of mood just really is off-putting to me. Again, that's oh, my taste. <laughs> that's my taste. It's like uh, whimsy on acid. Yeah, like, we're going to get to something about like, especially another thing specific to my taste um, <laughs> later here with another album or another song. But so I'm going to say, yeah, trash for this last <laughs> one. Yeah, disappointment. Um, overall, this band was like a kind of a little mini. Like if they're still around, I guess, fine. But in terms of when they were kind of had whatever relevance they had, if you can call mm-hmm. it this, they hit platinum with that second album. They were gold, the previous one, which means 50,000 sold. That's so wild. 
Uh, um, to any other music though, Travis. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But that's, I think it's just so weird that you went gold. You sold 50,000 copies. Um, anyways, and, and I guess they're still together. Um, oh, so in, in, oh, here's an interesting fact. I'm just reading on the Wikipedia page. On June 15, 2019, New York Times Magazine listed The Watchmen among hundreds of artists whose material was reportedly destroyed in the 2008 Universal Fire because they were uh, uh, represented by Universal. Oh yeah, they had a couple live albums. I remember, I think I had one. Um, yeah, I saw them live a couple times. I really liked them for a while, but I think a lot of it really stems from that one song being really, yeah. really special. Probably. Um, uh, that's and, what happens if, you know, something gets locked in your soul, like, mm-hmm. if that's it. It's mm-hmm. like tunnel vision and you get sad if you don't like the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, interesting, hey? Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I think they were just a little blip, even if they are still, like I can't imagine they're playing too big of clubs. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, The Watchmen. Um, so we go on to the next band, which is has gone through, again, some interesting developments over the years. This is uh, I, Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been, we're around 1990 to 2003. And then 2012 to the present, they've had a number of uh, lineup changes. We'll get into that, including their lead singer. It's just fucked <laughs> lead... up to me. Like when you change the lead singer, just like get a new band. Yeah, change it, right? I mean, because they do sound, but this third out, I do want to talk about that third track because um, it's interesting. Um, uh, but this, so their first lead singer here is a guy named Edwin. Uh, talk about, do, do we consider this guy a handsome front man? Can you, can you, do you know what he looks like right now off the top of your head? He's got short hair in my He mind. just looks so, I just remember him looking just so like 90s bro dude, douche, you know? Like, did he carry a skateboard? Because in my mind, he no, has a skateboard. He's 51 now. Okay. I can imagine, but he's still, like, I mean, like he just, he just, uh, I don't know. He didn't look like the, 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 the type of front band you would expect at this time. Right. Um, anyways, uh, We'll start with this first track. This is from a, an earlier album, 1993's uh, Dig. There's a song called Levitate. to say this this made me laugh out loud when it gets to there's a part where it gets to he's like <laughs> like he's just trying to sound like chewbacca um it's so cliche there's grunge nothing of note to separate them from other bands i thought this was garbage i think this might be the worst song so far um some me, interesting it's just like it, it feels like someone shouting at me yeah and I but also i'm like I guess. yeah I but know. also just like trying to throw together a bunch of uh Boom, 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 like they're trying to do like the Pearl Jam sound or whatever, but just yeah. like it, it feels like it's cut and paste. And um, you, I, I, you can smell this song like a bad festival mosh pit. That's what I said, but a Canadian festival mosh pit. I want, <laughs> I want to know 
if you did you experience a Canadian festival mosh pit? I did. Because did you notice that? Like it's basically it's just the same as any other mosh pit, except we're all just going, we're rocking out, but at the same time we're going, oh sorry, oh sorry, sorry, buddy. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, exactly. Hey. Like someone stands on your toe. That's you the only have, difference. Like, you need to go to the oh. hospital, but you don't. Oh, that one's on me. That one's on me. Yeah. Good, good, good track, eh? That's, that's basically it. It's the only difference. Uh, this is way too long. It be, this, yeah, the song becomes a bigger mess as it goes. I was done writing about it, and I'm just like, Jesus. Yeah, I had to add that. So yeah, trash, trash, trash. Total trash, total trash. Um, so that leads us into uh, a few years later, Scenery and Fish. I remember playing the shit out of that album. Um, and this is a song, what was the biggest hit off the album, which is One More Astronaut. that initial guitar very recognizable and i really like the verses and uh, i don't remember the chorus being so fucking awesome this is kind of like a good collective soul band another uh, another a collective soul song but with way more balls uh but a good collective soul song like not i'm not saying they were a good band but they wrote a couple good songs um i i like the lyrics too it's kind of fucking uh, piss bags never having sex and growing old yes but it's but it's about like a, it's kind of like a space oddity it's a new way yeah. of, of telling the space oddity story i'm very surprised at how much this song holds up um to be honest with you piss bags never having sex and growing old sounds like growing old. old like i don't need to put a space for that i'm in the middle of a fucking pandemic <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. um and there's there's an interlude in this song that I totally forgot about. It's got congos. Like, what the hell? They're, all of a sudden, it's like they're a jam band. And I actually really dig it. I usually don't like jam bands, but I like this in this song. And there's an organ. This feels much more like a, a polished and completed song than the other one. Such a shift from that previous song. Yeah, and the return good. after, uh, of, of there's a riff that comes back hard at the end. I'm going to say it. I, I declare this a Canadian rock classic. And I did not think I would call I Mother Earth's One More Astronaut that. Um, and you get one more triumphant return to the chorus at the end. I'm just, uh, I'm a sucker. Oh, and there's a really good, I'm a sucker for those last minute kind of refrains wet, wet, at the end of a song. Mm -hmm. Like at the end, the yes, when he's like, over the lattice foam, I'm bound to down, bam, boom, never watch them fade away. It's like he's almost, it's like a whole new song at the end of a song. I'm trying to think of some other, there's a, um, a song on the new vamp. Do you listen to Vampire Weekend at all? No. Uh, on Father of the Bride. There's a song at the very end. It's oh, there's there's three songs that he sings with the girl from Hiam. She shows up. Uh, it's a really good uh, album. I'd, I'd recommend. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands. 
Um, um, it's a good little concept album. And the girl from one of the girls from Haim shows up as like kind of a, uh, you know, she's kind of like your, your, your touch base on to how is this couple doing, right? They kind of represent a couple. Okay. Um, um, but, uh, uh, there's a song of theirs that he has a really pretty kind of, I love that when they add something like a whole new kind of finish to a song. And, and I think this is, as I said, this is a really complete song um, compared, especially when you put it up against that previous one. Uh, so yeah, smash, graveyard smash. I'm I'd with say. you. I mean, the, the lyrically and musically, it's kind of, they've got their shit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a band that, like, as I said, I, play, I, I played the shit out of that album, but I would never go back and listen to it again. And now I kind of want to go back just to hear this album. And if they are all like just rocking out on Congos and, and <laughs> organs and shit through all of this, that's like who the hell was doing that at that time? You know what I mean? Especially in Canadian rock. Yeah, but it was a song about space and the universe. They I know, I know. Like, yeah, that's why I say it like matches. So I like, I, yeah. I'm okay. mm -hmm. So cool, so cool. Um, and that, so, so yeah, as we said, they go through a change, they go through a lineup change after that, Ed, cause Edwin goes on to try to, like, I think he really, he, this guy looks like a guy who like believed his own hype. I don't want to speak out of tear, turn about this guy, but he just looked like he loved himself. So then they, they get a guy named some dude with the last name Byrne. What's his, uh, Brian Byrne, um, joined it in like a completely different sounding voice. And um they go for a completely different sound here this is from their new band complete yeah yeah as you said they should have been a new band um but this is from the 1999 album called blue green orange this is a song called when did you get back from mars Never thought that he would go Until we turned the lights on And spoke to your girl But he ain't saying nothing Except for something About your life Going to waste In more ways I am so on the fence about this song for a number of reasons. We'll get into it. Uh, so we got obvious attempt at fake plastic trees, but just everybody was doing that at the time, right? Everybody was doing a version of fake plastic trees. Like the Matthew Good Band did like three of them. Uh, they're, uh, they're another Canadian rocker crap rock, but, but are kind of like, we've got a little bigger after us or after our time in, in college. But, but there was a lot of, I love, um, like I plan on doing with uh, another friend at some point, an episode just on like some of the Radiohead fallout bands like uh, yeah. Travis, okay. Travis or Doves or, um, you know, Super Furry Animals, even to something, even early Coldplay. Oh my God, don't be dissing the Super Furry Animals. I love them. I love them. Like I love those radio whales ever. I used yeah. to serve those guys uh, when I was in Wales. I uh, that's great. Yeah. And I love, I love the lead singer. Like, because 
Cool. That's awesome. I, yeah. I mean, and, and like, I, I got like that, as you'd mentioned the stereophonics before, but they mm. played at Virgin when I was working there and Travis oh, played it. Travis played at Virgin when I was working there as well. And that was like the best, that was my best day at, at everybody's favorite day at Virgin was the day that Travis came. Um, um, but as I said, like they kind of had, like they had their, like, it wasn't so much that they were doing uh, Radiohead, right? Because mm. Radiohead was, and is the the most influential band, especially of the late nineties and early aughts. There's no other band, just they were just they just exactly. changed everything. Whether you liked it or not, they were they were influencing it was everybody. So progressive yeah. in their time. Yeah. It was quite the thing. They were doing something that nobody else was doing. It was all new. Yeah. Um and I and left that and I came here. <laughs> <laughs> and then a few years later, you know, the Canadians caught up with a song called When Did You Get Back from Mars? And you know, I don't it's not a bad song. It's because there's as I said, there's a lot of great um there's nothing wrong with that radiohead fallout when it's done well. Because I remember one yeah. of the I remember like I think the that uh the, the man who is like a blueprint as as of to how to just like take apart or to take oh i'm gonna steal that riff from wonderwall and i'm gonna take that that mm. sound from that radiohead song and i'm gonna put it all together and i'm not doing anything new but i put it all together in a way and everyone's got you, you you sound exactly like radiohead like who cares a song's just a song's uh i, I think i remember the the lead singer travis saying something about how a song's just a vessel to tell a story and yeah. if this is the way this is the way it works and you can put it together in a in a way that there works. Are, there are only 12 notes, right? So yeah. 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 Um, so, so of this, like, I don't know. I like, I'm really, I've, I've, I've said smirch cause I can't decide if it's smash or trash. Cause it's not as good as those. It's not as good as those, uh, those bands like Travis or doves. Um, but it's, uh, but it's better than, I just feel for me, it has this like real wannabe factor. Big time, big time poser-ish, big time po I wrote, I have that written down here, but I don't hate the composition. Um, it, it's, it's a little too much. It's a straight up pastiche after a while. It's just a, 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 a melange of, of fake plastic trees and just, they really use that rough, the riff from just again and again. Um, he's just like doing a much nicer human being than me because I, I would just go immediately to trash on this. Yeah. See, I, I would have, I would have, just because I, I just know that there were so many bands doing a fake plastic trees at that time, and there are a lot of, they're a lot way worse than this. That's why I say, it. but I, there are some that are better. That's why I'm saying, that's why I'm kind of on the fence. But you know, if you pushed me far enough, I'd probably, I'd probably land on the trash side if so I had to. I just thought it was interesting. No, if you didn't know what was happening at the time, and if you didn't know that there mm. were, there were bands that were doing it worse, would you still think this was? Any good. Who maybe by the fourth or fifth listen? Okay. Because he's kind of weird. It's a weird song. It's a weird song. It's kind of like he's kind of weird, yeah. <laughs> and he's doing kind of weird things, right? It's not. A, it's not as instantly like it doesn't grab you the way that um uh, the other one does. But that's kind of what Radiohead songs are like. So maybe that says something about it. I don't know. I don't know. But overall, I'm Mother Earth. One big surprise with that. With that, I kind of want to go back and revisit um that whole album uh but otherwise you one stanker and one kind of meh fair to say yeah i think yeah. that's yeah all right so we will wrap things up with one last band here this is uh the tea party the tea party are still at it yeah, you set me up. <laughs> yeah. yeah um jeff martin what do you think of this guy how old is this guy 
You think he's older, older or younger than Rain Maida? I want to say younger. They're the same age. They're the same age. It's a trick question. It was a trick question. (laughs) I have the biggest crush on him. Really? Yeah. I want to talk about the look of this guy. To me. something moody about him that (laughs) 19-year-old Lisa was really. Maybe 19. To me, he looks like the way like on like a Nickelodeon or like a kid's TV show. Like if they had a rock star come into town. You know what I mean? That's (laughs) But I was 19, Travis. I know, I guess. That was like, you know, soft porn right there. It just looks so silly to me. Okay, so yeah, so they were 1990 to 2005 and then 2011 to present. Like he he, he kind of looks like he's going for a Jim Morrison look, but then with that kind of like pencil on. He was constantly um, pitted against Jim Morrison. I know, I remember being reminded. It was like a thing. Uh Uh-huh. That, it yeah. was it's, I yeah. like I don't know okay I don't know how this band I'm gonna say right now I don't know how this band was a thing I don't know how they got as big as they did this is so different this is so um I I can't believe they were as popular as they were I, and they, it's not bad I just okay we'll get into this so so we'll listen to the first track this is from the edges of twilight 1995 album it's called Sister Awake. love the guitar at the beginning of this okay first of all I'll get that out of the way nice it, it reminds me of uh, like zeppelin's kind of going to california vibe but then as soon as the sitar shows up i'm like what like it just doesn't okay it doesn't click with me and jeff martin's <laughs> vocals like that same called it gets to me it all gets real renaissance fair real quick and I'm not. This is totally different because you know you've talked about how some of the other bands took you back to yeah. Reading College. And yes, and this song did to some extent. It did too. It did too. He parties mine all over. It just takes me straight back because my husband at the time, husband mm-hmm. was best friends with a guy from that we were in the program with. Yeah. I could probably say his name. Yeah, we can say Terry. We can say Terry's name. Very loud. Yeah, and, Terry uh, Ladd, because yeah, Terry's probably listening to this. When he's wait, when he sees your name on this, he's gonna be listening. And and Terry's a big tea party fan. I always knew that. Too. I don't and so I, him and first first right. would like listen to this all the time and they would like they were both just kind of learning guitar. Right. right. Yes, yes. They would like be and I would just be stoned in the background yeah. into those guys. Like so it's such it yes. all of this is magical. I get it. So yeah, so you're just a, a, like a wash in nostalgia. And I get that oh, especially from that intro guitar, but as it goes and and again when I go back to it and try to separate myself from that, 
ugh, like I, when it picks up the pace and the song just really lo- loses me, I just envision, here's what I envision, yeah. an older lady with yeah. like long, like really long, like nest of hair. You know what okay. I mean? Like that kind of really yeah. kind of nest, like you could sleep in it, get a, have a really nice good snooze. Okay. Um, uh, like topless, just gross. Oh. Like, I mean, not necessarily gross, just happy with her body, happy with how everything's going. But it's not what people would consider, you know, traditionally um, 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 tight. Attractive. Okay. okay. Um, she, she probably has, um, a, a pubic hair probably starts above her belly button. Okay. And, and she's just dancing along to this song and like clinking, like clink, 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 you know, like little things as she does it. And that, to me, is not appealing. This imagery, Travis, like... <laughs> That's what I think of when I hear that. This is what up when you listen to this song. Big time, that's man. That's the best thing I've just ever that, heard. That sound, it's just, and then when it gets to, like, I, look, I laughed out loud. Like, there's certain songs here, certain songs that we listen to where I'm just like, ugh, and like, oh, boy, yeah. or whatever. And there's times when I'm like, oh, surprised. And I laughed out loud, as I said, at that I Mother Earth. And I laughed out loud when he's like, sister. <laughs> it's just so over dramatic. I just want to know who this woman is. I know. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like everything else has gone out the window. I'm just like this the imagery. Guess it just feels like faux Eastern poetry. It's hard for me to take it seriously. For me, this was this. I'm surprised that this was trash for me. You know how I said earlier, when something gets in your soul because yep. of nostalgia. Yeah. or sentimental reason it doesn't matter how many times you listen to it it's always yeah. going to evoke feelings that are good yeah tea party every song every song for I'm all of these for oh. all of the tea party it's just wild that's wild to me, me. This bad I, can't separate. I, I don't want to actually yeah for me, so kind of, weird to I me i never listen to them ever yeah. So yeah. when I was, uh, when I kind of had to for this, I was like, God damn. Mm-hmm. Do you go back and yeah. do, you, do you go back and listen to them at all anymore? No, not yeah. at all. Yeah, so neither. when I had to listen to them, it just took me, all of it just took me back to a much simpler yeah. time in my life. It's just um, so, it's where so we had, different. We had and very I guess, little responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it just takes me back to this mm-hmm. really. Like, look, and I don't hate the place. sitar. I love George Harrison. My wife and I, I, I our, first dan- our first dance when we got married was uh, If Not For You. Uh, and I love, um, I love uh, his that first solo album. Um, and I, but I don't love that, like the "Within You, Without You" are never my favorite Beatles songs. You know what I mean? I do. Um, uh, but anyway, so that leads us to uh, um, our next uh, track, which is from 1997's Transmission album. This is Temptation.
again, opens with that acoustic. Yeah. That kind of minor Eastern influence. And then the hard sound comes in. And I'm just like, what is this? There's some techno sounds in the background here. Again, I'm sorry. This is so silly. The song is so silly to me. I think the chorus. It was like, as far as Canadiana and rock rock music goes, it was the most progressive at the time of all of the bands. Is is it? I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't know. Crying shit. Yeah. It just, the chorus is so dumb. He's just so dramatic to me in a way that just doesn't, like, and I can get it, man. People people will dig that sort of uh, breathy. And I, and I, I love theatrics, man. You know me. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, it feels, like I said, I keep going back to, like, this guy, like, oh, my gosh, it's, it's, it's Sly Rockford of the Rockstones on, like, some sort of shitty Nickelodeon. That's what he, like, he comes off as to me. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's it's hard I to separate. understand it, and I appreciate it. And I'm. Mm-hmm. It's just. Know, I need to go back, and I need to just cut all ties, maybe with the feeling. That <laughs> if you can, and I'm not asking. Like, look, <laughs> fuck, whatever. <laughs> That's what this. Like, <laughs> like I'm not asking you to do that. Oh, okay, thanks, Travis. You're gonna you're message me message me in a in a week. Thanks. Now I fucking hate everything, and I hate my that whole experience has put me in therapy. I hate. I hate my life. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Oh, so, because I had to look at that song differently. Leave me with some happy musical memories from the early months. <laughs> there are very fucking few. So, <laughs> uh, it's just okay. So I just say it's it's just full of so many sounds. It's a real mess and it's loud. They need to uh, adjust some levels. Like it feels like it peaks out in parts. And again, I know that was kind of the sound at the time, yeah. kind of. But even though this this just feels like again like again it figures again it ends again with another I've lost. This shit is dated. It hasn't standed. It doesn't stand the test. No, no, no. I I mean, it has dated. Yeah, I think this one, this one, way more than the other one. The other one doesn't necessarily date it. It just feels like a a type of music that I'm just not into. Um, This feels, yeah. Um, But that what leads us to, oh my gosh, their most a 2020 single from the Tea Party. It's a Morrissey single. Every day is like Sunday. My first question is, mm-hmm. who asked for this? <laughs> but I got to say, this suits them. This suits them more than anything I've heard. Uh, I would actually listen to this version. songs all along. Or, or like, I, if, hey, if the Tea Party toured as like a Smiths cover band, I'm there, exactly. man. As long as Morrissey doesn't get any money for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because yeah. I was looking, um, apparently they did do a cover of Isolation as well. So okay. like, why not just, oh God, do a whole album of just that whole scene, man. Yeah, 
some yeah, new I order. I loved it. Me too. Me too. So, you know, Again, I mean, this, this is all stuff I'm discovering, you know, when I go to, when I go to, when I start working at Virgin Records and meeting people who know more about music than, you know, <laughs> uh, things like that. Right. So uh, it's just, I was so surprised. I like that they don't, with this uh, every day is like Sunday. They don't try to do anything crazy. They don't try to do anything stupid. Um, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like they are taking themselves so seriously anymore. That's why I like this. Okay, so well, and, it's a cover. They're not taking themselves seriously at all, really. Right. Once, um, you, get, once you get into the cover zone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But why? But just hey, man. Just dive right in, dive right in. If like, I think this could be a surprise kind of renaissance for them if they, like apparently they're into this. They released a new, newly recorded cover of Joy Division's Isolation to coincide with the COVID pandemic and the isolation orders. Oh, much of the world is under to stop the spread of the virus. It's on April 26th they did this. So, I mean, like, look, I, I, like I was talking shit about this guy before, but he sounds like he's a cool dude. I don't, and I, I just, like, it just I was never. Fab, I still would. I would not kick him out of bed. <laughs> I, I haven't seen what he looks Fabulous. like yet. No. Um, well, neither have I, but, you know, like, nostalgic me is all over it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he ever cut his hair. <laughs> I wonder if he ever did. I wonder if he looked different. But no, he still, he still looks all right. I, I get it. I get it. Um, um. But yeah, I'd like this was a huge surprise for me this last uh, this last one, and like I said, I'd like to see them do that. But overall, I was just like, what was this band like? They just they are so as you said, you have your or as you said, you have your your attachments to them, and I did, and I did as well. My opinion, it is pure nostalgia. Why I like these, and maybe that's it with me in that Watchmen song. But I really do think that Watchmen song feels pretty timeless. That all uncovered. So we did our, our smash and trash there. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't record any, uh, uh, let's do a couple, let's just w- lay down a couple different, like I'll say, I'll say smash and you say or trash. We'll just try it like five times in different voices. You just voices. want me to say or trash. Yeah, but just try it in different voices. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? So I'm gonna go smash. Or trash. Smash. Or trash. Smash. Or trash. Smash. Or trash. All right. I think well, we'll definitely use one of those. Thank you. That's great. That, that took me right back, man. It took me back. I have a whole bottle of wine in, baby. Yeah, that's a, like there's a, a back that 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 back room where we had uh, like I think the class was called three forty seven. That's the kind of shit we would have been doing back then, right? Aww. Remember those numbers three four seven? Does that take you back? Does that hit you with that that same warm blanket that the that the opening riffs of of Sister Awake did? Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, God, they were good times. Yeah, it sure was, bud. Um, so, okay, so we'll wrap this up really quick. Uh, mm-hmm. the, so of the five, would you still say the Tea Party have like a, the, a bigger uh, place in your heart than any of these others? Yeah, they do, definitely. Yeah, I think for me it is um, The Watchmen. Um, yeah. I, I was surprised by uh, that one I'm Mother Earth track. I was, uh, but they're, um, you know, they are what they were. Uh, Our Lady Peace is what they are, which is apparently yeah. still like kind of, it feels like they almost, it feels like they were working towards, they, they turned a page at some point and feel like they were working towards getting that kind of like registered trademark logo ne- next to their name. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they really... Like- Kardashians of like Canada. Yeah, of, can- of Canadian rock. Good way to put it. <laughs> and that's why, like, I kind of like, that's why, like I said, that Jeremy Taggart, he left the band and I, I uh, 
he's kind of proven to be somebody that I, I would say, I'd tell you, look him up. He's worth following. He's, he's a really okay. interesting guy. Smart guy has a lot of uh, cool things to say. Mm. Um, but this was great. Um, before we go, mm. um, I, I, I understand you have some apprehension mm. about uh, the show, uh, the, the, the guidelines uh, provided to, to every guest. It's just one, it's not guidelines, it's, just, it's, it's a polite request that I have as a, 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 you know, a meager host. Oh, yeah. I don't make any money for this. Okay. But I would like your, your mm-hmm. top five extreme songs. But if you, if, look, if you have a legit reason, you tell me what you, like, first, if you, if you can't do it, you tell me why. Okay. Well, so you'd asked me this question. I need you to think about your top five favorite extreme songs. That's mm-hmm. what you asked me, right? Yeah. And I remember this about you. I remember that you were an extreme fan. Yeah. And so I was like, top five? <laughs> like, that was my first initial reaction, you know? Um, and so then last night I had a fire pit here and there were about, I don't know, t- I want to say 10 people around my fire. Yeah. Socially, social distancing, I hope. Social distancing. Okay. And we had a couple of guitar players here that were playing music mm-hmm. and we were doing like, uh, anyway, here's Wonderwall. They didn't play it once. No. Okay. Anyway, surprise. But somebody but I, played more I than words. So. Trust somebody... me, so. Well, here's the thing, Trap. So <laughs> I had said at the beginning of the night, Listen, guys, I'm doing this podcast thing with an old buddy of mine tomorrow, and he wants to know my top five extreme songs. And they all said, didn't they just have that one hit more than words? They did have just the one hit. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Uh, uh, no um... and, then, and then they all came back with, did they do five songs? Yes, of course. So I'm like, God damn it. You're no help to me whatsoever, people. I was looking to you to give me some that's, insight. That's right? the general. Yes, that's the general. Oh, and man. that was a huge song. That was a, that, and, and we can agree, a stone cold classic. Fucking classic. I sang it around my fire last night because when we started the request show, someone jokingly said, let's do extreme. More nice, words. nice. And it was shouldn't joke about that, night. but whatever. So I, I am so sorry. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. straight off of Google because I have no idea. Well, I sent you other songs off. Jesus Christ. Do you, do you not have Spotify? I have the same problem. I listen to them. It just like, to me, it's just not a thing. It's just. But that's the challenge. Therein lies the challenge, Lisa. I don't. (laughs) You have to. I don't ask for much. I Not don't. Five means that I've got to listen to more than five extreme songs. You, I guess, you technically, you only listen need to listen to five. My buddy Adam, who recorded, an, uh, I, I want to put in quotations here, an apology, listed yeah. his five at the start of this uh, 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 episode, and mm-hmm. I, I can tell you, he listened to seven songs tops. <laughs> did he? Bless him. Bless him. He did more work than me. Yes, I know he did, but he did it. Too. He did it two weeks later. Is what I I'm have. Saying. I have pandemic ADHD is what mm-hmm. I call it. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, oh, there's a list of stuff that I have to do. All right. All right. Yeah, let's do it tomorrow. Cause it's just not. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just sure. pandemic ADHD thing. It's a specific thing. Like I can't see my uh-huh. hater. What the uh-huh. fuck is that song all about? Yeah, wholehearted. Oh, uh, it's, oh yeah, I mean, I, it's uh, uh, that, well, that, if you, if you must know, it's uh, a song about how uh, the toxic masculinity back in the nineties, that album, is 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 solid because and it stands out from those metal because it, it it's a it's a concept album that shits on the metal cliches even though they're playing metal uh, mm-hmm. uh music like instead of like um um 
you know, in that case, it's not like being a tough guy. It's like, uh, it's because of our fathers that we are these fuckheads, you know, like it's, it's, uh, it's uh, I was surprised at how much that has, has stood up. Like, of course the, the, the riffs are dated and nobody shreds anymore. That breaks my heart that nobody shreds anymore. <laughs> so I, I guess just because, you know, it's not an easy thing to do, but that I'm guy. Another one. I'm going to hit you with another one, Trav. Yeah. Because now this is just for shits and giggles. So you I'm said He-Man, Woman, Hater. He-Man, Woman, Hater is your number five, which is interesting okay. because you, you really didn't care for running height. No, I did not. But I was just basically like, what the fuck is that song yeah, about? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Now, Trav, I'm just testing your knowledge. Play okay. with me. Play with me. Um, was, is probably, has probably surpassed. Actually, they had two hits. Uh, Wholehearted uh, was a hit. You know that song if you heard it. It still gets played on um, uh, classic rock stations every oh, now yeah. and again. It's an acoustic, it's an acoustic song. Okay. Um, but Play With Me over time has kind of become more well-known, especially among younger kids, because it's like infamously the hardest level on, uh, on a Guitar Hero game. <clears throat> it was and also it, featured in Bill and Ted's Excellent, Ted's Excellent Adventure, Adventure, which I can't ignore. Yeah, and he and uh, that uh, the, the actor who played Bill later would direct one of their music videos. So oh, they made no shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, now I'm learning. Yeah. Okay, When I First Kissed You uh it's 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 a piano uh it's it's definitely they're trying to go for a different genre and they can do that they can play different genres and that one's just like a lounge piano one that doesn't quite click for me uh, especially now it fits it's interesting where it fits in into that because that as i said that concept album that could be a musical if they want to it's got a total rock of ages kind of vibe so i feel like they had to throw in a something there but there's a there's a couple other ballads obviously more than words that are better Decadence on that dance. what's one decadence dance oh uh one of the best uh openers <laughs> people have heard me talk about this i appreciate this you is doing like this, glam this metal is track, the, the aforementioned the aforementioned wade kinley's number one uh extreme song of all time Dude, it's it such a party it's such a party in the united kingdom's top 40 charts yeah oh yeah they were they were big in the oh, you have Maybe. to you, have you, you ever seen the fucking water, dude? Like that's not bad. I know. Have you seen uh, the Freddie Mercury tribute? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have you ever watched it? Like uh, they had it. They had a the last ninety minutes of it were available for like two days or something, or like okay. over a weekend. It was on yeah. YouTube, and it was so great. But that whole concert is amazing, and that like they played a, a Queen medley there that I, I've said before is really their Live Aid moment. But after that. They really, they, they had an extended kind of, like that was at the, the other album was kind of dying down, but then they had an extra kind of little boost of popularity in the UK after that, uh, um, that led to them releasing another album. And then they did a cover of uh, Love of Our Life, uh, or Love of, Love of My Life with uh, mm -hmm. Brian May and stuff, which is just like fish in the barrel for them, right? Like that song, like that's what More Than Words is kind of a take on, right? As, but More Than Words is, is also a big take on uh, like Everly Brothers songs, you know what I mean? Like whenever oh, wow. I want it's you. It's a beautiful song. It's really pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Susie. I'll tell Susie, so, tell me something about Susie. <laughs> Susie? All right, I've already told the story about Susie. Again, yeah. you're picking all the porno graffiti uh, uh, well, songs. Well, it's just what came up on Google. Okay, it's... Um, <laughs> it's a song about... A song about, uh, uh, I guess, a, a prostitute who... Um, it, like she wants her all day sucker, but they're playing it like it's uh, it's a a candy, right? Um, hard rock candy. I, I sang this so, uh, but again, it's 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 played in a, and it's not played in a way that's like yeah, hookers and blow kind of thing. It, it's it's almost tragic. The whole. 
the whole album is done through like the point of view of like this kid who kind of wanders into uh you know this anywhere usa downtown and the sin and the temptation and everything that comes with it right uh and so sex uh susie wants her all day sucker is one of those things it's got a lot of like nursery rhyme references in it. and it's not their best on the album but it's not a, it's not a bad song Last one, and I'm going to actually take the time to listen to this because it says here it features the main riff off of the Jimi Hendrix classic, classic Voodoo Child. Yeah, rest in rest peace. In peace. Uh, I I listed as their um, uh, third greatest uh, third greatest extreme song. I mean, actually, I figured out right. I, I did I, the, my the opening five uh, album or opening five episodes of this show were devoted to the to the the discography of Extreme. I went through it one by one <laughs> with everybody. <laughs> And everybody had to kind of like, we took everything apart. And then by the end, I figured out what are the 10 greatest extreme songs of all time. And, okay. and that's like, that's canonical. Um, and you know, some I, I found like, I have like, I like some old favorites of, of yeah. like, you know, aren't, aren't those anymore. Some really surprised me. Uh, but rest in peace is a, is a pure extreme song. The open, it opens with, it's what I open this podcast with. It opens with like uh, violins that are very Eleanor Rigby and then goes into that hard guitar that is really uh, my friend Ted, who talked about the album, uh, identifies it as a kind of a dancing days riff from Led Zeppelin. But it's at the end, like that's the thing what makes Nuno Betancourt, who is a genius, yeah. uh, uh, what makes him so great at the end of this really killer solo, again, a, gr a great guitar solo. That's what uh, still influencing me today. He just at the very end decides to throw in and you can tell it's just cause he's fucking around. He goes like down, 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 boom, boom, boom. And it's back to the next song. Like it's just a quick little bit of voodoo child. And that just shows you like this guy, he has just has like, he'd have bags of riffs, just like a sack full of riffs that he could just pull out whenever he wanted. But he's gone on to like, he's still playing. I was just, uh, uh, I saw somebody had posted the Grammy performance of, you remember that, uh, the, the Kanye and Rihanna and Paul McCartney, that four or five seconds. I love that song. Me too. But in the Grammy performance, you know who else is up playing the guitar with them is Nuno Betancourt because oh, he was, shit. because he was, uh, Rihanna's, um, like, like music director for like a decade. Yeah, I love great song. song. I love that. I love uh, "Woke Up an Optimist." Uh, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Do. <sighs> yeah, I really feel. I really felt that song at that time. Um, yeah, that'd be good. I mean, I, interesting that we end up talking about Kanye at the end of this. Kanye and Rihanna and Paul McCartney. Yeah, I oh, awesome. Uh, well, okay. I guess that you guess you named five extreme songs and you got me excited. You got me excited, so that counts for something. Um, this is uh, this has been above and beyond my wildest expectations, but I we are. I mean, there's a chance we might be in Alberta sometime in August if everything kind of sorts out, and who knows? Yeah, we'll see if we can figure. play together. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I was thinking that. Um. But, uh, but I'll say goodbye to you really quick here. Yeah. All right. Thanks, bud. I'm going to leave you with one really quick question. Okay. Because it's... Well, I mean, I mean, like, like, like I'm saying, I'm trying to do this smooth. I'm trying to do this kind of like sign off where we, where I say goodbye. Okay. Love you. See you next time. And then yeah, we have like a really, we get to the real deep shit after we sign off here. But, but well, you can go, sure. go ahead. I'm totally doing that. But I got to ask you one question yeah. while we're still recording. And that <laughs> is, where do you still, where do you stand? as a you know 20 something years on on boys to men <laughs>
uh, yeah, I mean, I love, uh, I, I was, I've, I've talked about going back and doing uh, 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 that band or one of their albums. Okay. Um, that sound is still something I, I find interesting. Um, I like the biggest things I remember about you of that yep. time. But now that you tell me at the beginning of this that you were actually just 17. I know, I know, right? I oh saw Boys to Men in Edmonton. I know that you did, and I remember it more than anything because you, we all had to get up in class and mm -hmm. we had to tell um, the rest of the class like an experience. Yeah. You just had to relay an experience and you did when you went to see Boys, Boys to Men. Hmm. And I will never forget it as long as I live because it was oh. passionate. Oh, I appreciate like, you saying you, that. You were so passionate about it and I loved that about yeah. you. Like, I, I wasn't with you on the Boys to Men thing at all. <laughs> But I loved how fucking passionate about it you mm. were. Like, it was incredible. Loved that yeah. about you. That means a lot to hear you say that. I really appreciate mm -hmm. it. And, I, and like, even though I don't remember that uh, that day, I can remember that uh, that feeling for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think we got, like, credit for doing that. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Ah, yeah, theater kids. Easy marks. <laughs> fucking breeze. Ah, awesome, bud. You can go, go back and be smooth now. I will. All right. So uh, as I said, uh, thanks again. And uh, we will definitely do something again soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Goosey with the, the one fucking rule I have on this show so far and quite frankly I think we've been a little too loosey goosey and uh, you know it stops here okay and it doesn't matter how much of a hard ass I sound I can tell you guys are still gonna pull on this shit so ha 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 you know it's not like it's not like it's something I care deeply about or anything uh, 
no. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. That was fun. That was great. I got to talk with somebody for the first time since maybe '98, maybe 1998. First time we've had an extended conversation. That was pretty wild. And and again, that you, you guys could see it was like um, just been hanging out. Um, still busting my balls, still taking the piss, and I love that. That explains so much, <laughs> knowing that I was 17 years old when I, when I started there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that, that comment explains a lot to you guys about how I was uh, at that time in, in college and uh, how I was perceived by my peers. <laughs> um, but I, I, I love it. Uh Thank you again, Lisa. I look forward to seeing her again and talking with her again soon. Maybe here or maybe in the real world. Um, but forget about the real world right now because we are going to be back here, hopefully on time. I promise to get back on that Friday schedule uh, next week. Uh, and I'm going to be joined by uh, author, uh, music critic, um, Michael White. Uh, really, really, really sh- sharp guy. Um, who's really shaped, uh, I don't know if he knows, I'm going to tell him this, uh, about how much he's kind of shaped my taste in music, because at the time when I met him, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do that, and I'll, you know, kind of boost his ego, and then I'll tell him, that, but I don't want him to talk about music with you, <laughs> because we are going to talk about two films. Um, one film that uh, came out uh, at the time when we were working together, we worked together at Virgin Megastore, and that film is Magnolia, and it is a film that I have a deep and profound affection for. I feel like I've used those words deep and profound before, but this one is big. This one is, uh, there are maybe, I don't know, four or five films I could say that really changed my life, and Magnolia, in terms of my adult life, is right at the top of the list. Um, so, but because that's, it's so heavy and, and I know that we both have a, have, have that deep affection for it, um, that w- we, we kind of need something to kind of, cause I feel like it could get real. It, we need, uh, something that to kind of lighten the mood. And that's another movie, uh, that kind of was it not out around the same time, uh, but w- was playing when we were working at the same time in our, in our video section. And that is uh, big daddy starring Adam Sandler. Cause I think they, now hear me out. You might be like, why are you compare? Why are you doing these two together? This isn't going to be a head to head. It's not. Okay. That big daddy is there because I remember Mike and I, we loved that, uh, we loved that movie, and we loved Adam Sandler at the time. And there is a connection between uh, all of this. Um, we'll get to it more, but it's it's really going to act as at like a a moose bouche of sorts because y- y- we're going to need something light because, as I said, Magnolia means a lot to me, and there's a lot of scenes there that I don't know how I'm going to be able to get through it without switching to this goofy romp where the Sprouse twins soon to be Jughead, one of them, and, uh, and uh, Adam Sandler in, uh, in when he's got to look after this kid. <laughs> um, Big Daddy and Magnolia, next week on Yours, Mine, and the Truth. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, until then, I've mentioned my other shows. Keep uh, looking out for us on the Palm Network and the changes on the horizons. Uh, again, stay safe, and I will see you all next week. Bye.